Welcome, thinkers, to a new season, season five, episode one of Thinking Critically, a D&D discussion. Thank you ever so much for continuing to enjoy and support the show. Yeah, I've been a bit quiet recently, both in terms of episode output uh, and also on the, on the socials and stuff. Uh, just life is not finding a way for me <laughs> at the moment. I've taken on way too many hobbies and we're, we're reaching that time of the year, in the UK at least, where everybody's getting married and going on holidays and the summertime is very much upon us that being said i am still looking for questions to do an ama style like we did at the end of season one thing so any questions at all about the show the podcast me you know production of the show how i get episodes how we do the recording the stream the campaign the characters in the campaign what i've got planned anything at all then please uh, drop a question below in the the spotify ask me anything poll thing if you scroll down if you're on spotify or just on any of the socials or dm me as well those who are in the elite crew otherwise yeah let's get let's get on with it new season who dis let's roll uh great episode coming up actually really, really stoked for this one one of the, the few instances where i've seen the guest in real, real life well, sounds weird to say ahead of time and you'll you'll understand when you hear it but his passion is just I infectious so re really stoked for this one very educational very fun so let's let's get on with the show And today I'm joined by John Gent. Thank you ever so much for joining us today, John. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, good evening, Danny. My name's John Gent, as you said. Day job is I'm a project manager, so dealing with quite heavy, serious, real stuff. But um, my passion <laughs> is gaming, and in particular, our subject for this evening. I've been playing since I was 13, so that's coming up for about 43 years now. I've been playing and DMing. My dad got me into it, and I just enjoy gaming. I just love gaming. Um, I've had a I've had a shop, you know. I've run clubs, but um, I just I just enjoy myself with the games. Amazing, and I I can't believe we didn't haven't talked about this yet or not. But I'm also a project manager, but we won't talk about that. Oh, well, although, okay. although I want no, to. Let's uh, not talk about that. No, let's not talk about I want to I want to keep the listeners. I don't want to drive them off in the first couple no, of minutes. Not bored. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, we'll talk about project management stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but of course, today's today's topic is Ravenloft. So, what does that mean to you in the D and D and wider TTRPG framework? Wow, Ravenloft's a passion of mine. Uh, I, I am I am that old that I remember when the original I six Ravenloft scenario came out in I think it was about eighty three, nineteen eighty three, um, and it was it was kind of revolutionary when it came out I think because it was it was very different on a, on a couple of levels. One, it was it's a very dark scenario. Mm. There's a very there's a very powerful bad guy in there, and the second part. That was really, the maps were the cartography was just stunning. Um, I, I think it won some awards, but it was definitely used a lot more. And of course, that that was a start, and it's just it's just grown. It's just grown. I mean, that was that was first edition advanced D and D. Mm -hmm. Of course, then it, it flipped over into second edition, then third, three point five, fourth, and now in fifth. It's it's gone through every mm -hmm. single every single edition and it, and it started from that one scenario for a sort of a mid-level mid character then it just grew and grew and grew and I think part of its uh, charm if, the, if that's the right word is the the potential dark nature of anything it's got almost an entity to itself it's it's, it's a campaign world I mean it, you look at Eberron Eberron is another favorite of mine Mm. But that's that's got a really rich history. If you go into Ravenloft and you go back through it and the original books of the second edition, whatever, the, the history and the lore that's in there is really deep and rich. And 
there's a lot of background and you get into that this this it's like wow you know that's that's why that is like it is that's why mm. that person is like they are and a lot of it is is almost a tragedy i mean i think they've defined it now more that it's part of the shadow fell um so, yes. so it's it's actually it's got a space but if you go back to the original thinking of it when they first started doing it it was it was a pocket realm they called them pocket realms and it was just this little bit in in the case of ravenloft it was barovia it was mm-hmm. castle ravenloft and it was the village of barovia and there was a little bit around it and what have you and then that grew into something more if you go to curse of strad which is the latest version it's it's huge there's different areas but there were all these little pocket realms and it spawned other areas that became part of the ravenloft brand and it was a completely different way of looking at it, I think, because they existed, but depending, and I think they, they purposely kept it mysterious um, and they purposely kept a veil over it and never really divulged where it was, what it was. And depending on how you look, it was, it was either a prison for bad guys mm-hmm. or it was, it was, it was a playground for bad guys, <laughs> you know, depending on your point of view. Yeah. And who created it, what created it, you know, it's up to you. You guys can make it up, as they say. And the very land itself is living. And early on in the Ravenloft, the original Ravenloft, um, if you started doing bad things, if your character, obviously not a paladin, but um, <laughs> if, you, if your rogue decided that he was going to start stealing from the locals and stealing from from the party and things like that the, the, the land would react to that okay and and you would get sin points if you like and you there were tables as well because D loves a good table yeah um and and you could you could do these different things you know you get this this lust for gold you had shiny gold you know very sort of golem-esque with ring you, yeah you, you'd do anything to get it and and that and then you would if you went further um, it would reward you with maybe small fangs or little sharp claws on your fingers that were almost imperceptible but would give you that extra attack. And, yeah. And I think that's that's what really gripped me was the fact that the players just couldn't do what they wanted anymore without some kind of consequence. Ooh. You know, and if you start being a bad guy and, and messing around, then things would happen. And that concept was just brand new to me. I mean, I was, what, uh, early 20s, I would have been mm-hmm. then, the DMing. And I picked Raven up off, and that was my realm. That's what I used to run. Um, my dad used to run, um, and he would run, you know, the, the, the mainstream stuff, a lot of the mainstream stuff, Sinister Secret, Assault Marsh, Isle of Dread, all that sort of original yeah. stuff. My brother, who's also a gamer, um, a few years younger than me, um, his thing became hollow world i don't know if you remember hollow world have you heard no. of that one? It, it hollow world that was that was another campaign from D. it was based around the, the center of the planet oh okay so and, and that was his thing he did that another friend of mine player still gaming now dark sun mm-hmm. was his that thing. one rings a bell yeah yeah um and you know and we all had our own little sort of areas where we'd run and rave off as mine and i, I read up on it i just loved it Mm-hmm. Loved it. It, it. To me, it's you can have a lot of fun with it as a DM. Yeah. As a DM, you can have a lot of fun. I, quite often, when you when you're running a scenario as a DM, you want to do something, but it doesn't kind of fit with the story. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, am I am I going to annoy my players if I do that? With Ravenloft, you can do that, and you and and actively irritating your players. <laughs> To get them to do something, um, and it's just magic. It's just you can just oh, I'm going to do this because mm. I can, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and and yeah, it it just kind of turned it on its head. And then of course you have got the main man himself, who is you know an immensely powerful, mm. completely evil, single-minded nutter, really, yeah. but very clever, a very gentlemanly, polite, almost honest to a to a fault honorable and you've got this arch nemesis there and then everything that goes mm. goes around it i mean 
yeah, it's huge for me. It's huge. Yeah. Well, I, I love the, the passion. It's very clear through how, how you talk about it, how, how engaged you are with Ravenloft, which is, which is lovely to see. There's a couple of things there. So before we, we talk about, um, well, anything, actually, of course, I forgot to mention up the front that we met at the RP Gaming in Faversham in, in Kent. Mm-hmm. Event a, good, a yeah. good few weeks back uh, from the guys from the, the, the boys from the Baltic Star, which have been in a previous episode, and you took me and one of my players through a, a Ravenloft one shot, right? Kind pretty of, pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was officially well. A thank you for that because it was really fun to play with one of my players right. to be on okay. the same side of the, the the screen from him for a change, <laughs> uh, and also that was really my first experience not to like out myself too much on the show of my lack of experience but um the first thing i wanted to talk about here that really piqued my interest in your your initial discussion there was how you said the world reacts to the players because that is a problem you see time and time and time again on dm advice subreddits and rpg stack exchange and everything of being like yeah my players are doing this or how do i encourage this behavior which is the the nicer way of putting it or how do i stop them doing that or why are they doing this there's so many questions and i do think done correctly of course it can be quite an elegant solution to have that living world as it were so they're not just like in you know the uh, the material plane and they mug a shopkeeper and that's it like there's no yes all this police might chase them down okay but they're heroic adventurers so like they don't care <laughs> but yeah. to have something you know in not inhumane well yeah in, inhumane in a way but like this unknowable unbargainable feature just affect you and then the and the environment you're in because of your own actions i think is is yeah. one very good elegant way to to be like you're doing objectively evil things or bad things like morally wrong yeah <laughs> like something is you know the world is a reflection of at any any time there's a reflection you, you hold up a mirror to the player characters i love <laughs> mm. uh, and that is one way to do it to be like look the world is now a mirror of, of your actions try and be the change the good change you want to see in the world of course it's it's, it's great if you i mean the, the gaming i mean certainly my gaming there's a lot of fun there's a lot of double entendres there's a mm-hmm. lot of leg pulling and you know there's comical themes that repeat themselves yeah, that's that's part of the game. We have a lot of fun. But something I have found, and particularly like with with Ravenloft, with the, well, with the game I play, is sometimes the players get just a little bit too cocky. Mm-hmm. And they're just a little bit, you know, we're the heroes. Yes, yes, you are the heroes, and we can do what we want, and we can do this, and we can do that. And, and the, I mean, there's a whole completely different conversation about the D 5e player characters the, the heroes being way too powerful and we, mm-hmm. we could spend all evening doing that but you know with with what i i've got at my fingertips easily have at my fingertips let's put it like that rather than you can suddenly get attacked by a band of 50 orcs and they're kind of like saying well we're out shopping how does that happen mm. you can you can get away with that in ravenloft and and i have had my players experienced players i might add literally strutting around the place deliberately <laughs> and on purpose scaring the locals you know this this is this is barovia it's dark it's depressing it's con- even when the sun is at its highest peak it's overcast mm. you know it's it's like a wet wednesday afternoon yeah. in november you know all the time and people are people are, are scared genuinely scared and there's that that feeling of despair and horror and despondency running as a theme through and then of course you've got the player characters that are just running around doing what they want and going boo to the local kick children who <laughs> run away screaming yeah and, and i had a party doing that and um, i thought you know what I'm, I'm sick of this i'm just so sick of this you are powerful yes and you are walking through a few encounters that i'm putting in your way so i'm going to up the ante so i had them they were visited by the man himself um, and they were nowhere near the right level to mm-hmm. take him on, you know. And um, he just set, I mean, spoiler alert, he set three hags on them from Curse of Strahd. There's three hags in there. And, it, and, and I just I just completely and totally spanked them mm. with his hags whilst he stood back and watched from afar, you know. And they were playthings. And I, I took all the characters down to death saves apart from one and then i gave him a way out 
I did I did a little bit of speed gaming, which is what we did at the end of our session. Oh yes, yeah, uh, and um, which which gets the adrenaline pumping and the blood pumping, and I gave them and I and I got them out of it, and I, I just you know the bad guy just walks away laughing, and it served really well. But they loved it; they absolutely loved it. They said afterwards, but it brought them back down. Mm. So from humbled. that point on, yes, yes, that's a really good word. They were humbled and and were. We're just a little bit more cautious and careful <laughs> about what they did. I said, well, "It's great, it's great. You know, you you you're really doing well. You've got such a reputation." And they didn't really twig. And then one of the guys said, "What do you mean reputation?" I said, "Well, everybody knows who you are. You know, this party of five adventurers wandering around Barovia. You might as well have a big flag above your head yeah. and protagonists." <laughs> <laughs> and and it was just like a magnet. Yeah. And I can do that because because within within the, the mechanics of Ravenloft, you can do that. It almost instantly you can just draw in mm. bad guys. That's not something you can you can do in a town or not easily do in yeah. a town. Yeah, no, not not at all. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, that that's the the struggle that I have, and why some of my later chapters in my campaign are just more far flung and exotic because it gets qu boring quickly to be. It's an another bunch of assassins in the street. A jump in mm. you or like you can't have very outlandish things unless you're building to some kind of apocalyptic cataclysm of course um hags uh tough mm, you very... <laughs> this is very good well good or bad timing depending on how you, you think about it but they'd actually just killed my one and main player character one hag did last sunday uh, oh, four, four or five <laughs> days ago my guy had it coming uh it's, it's from the, uh, <laughs> the the actual play podcast i'm in and uh he's a wizard chronomancy which is like i think one of the mm. critical role classes but basically level i think we're 13 wizard plus chronomancy uh he was just very difficult to hit powerful very powerful yeah so you know you can deny crits you can, can deny attack rolls you can you know knock people out of their spell casting you can make people lose turns and stuff and obviously oh. I, do, I do that all from a different postcode like, well, the fighting is <laughs> over there. Yeah. I'm nice and safe over here. So I, I, as I said to the guys, like he never went below half health for months and months, like six months, 12 months of gaming. He's just never been below half health. But then, uh, yeah, three of us, we fought this hag and some other creature. I wasn't, I'm not sure what it was, more melee focused beast. And yeah, between the two of them, it didn't take once, once they got a few hits off, mm. he was, he was down now. I, I do go to the DM and just tell him I'm invincible and I can't be killed all the time. That's what I mean by having <laughs> my character mm. having it coming. It was like he had a big target right on his back. Mm. But his one final trick is the the, uh, the ring of mind shielding. And when you die, your soul goes into the ring. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's he's kind of still alive. He's not. He's still not mm -hmm. dead. It's one last contingency plan. But yeah, that that hag's like. I know, I know all too well now how spicy they can be because it happened Ooh. to me <laughs> four, yeah, yeah. four days ago. <laughs> all the too is, fresh. The thing is about, thing is about um, a realm lord as well. Um, you know, Strahd is a realm lord. Um, oh God, Aslin. I'm dragging up some names here. Aslin's a realm lord. There's, you know, they, they could take any form. These the pocket realms. I've, I've, I've played um, a game session. My dad ran it. And I always remember it. There were four of us playing, mm -hmm. and the entire one-shot scenario, probably about a four-hour game, was based in the music room of the house. Wow! With this guy on a piano, we couldn't leave. You know, you, you, you'd open the window, and there was there was nothing mm. like hyperspace. Yeah, <laughs> you can't stick, you can't Yeah, you can't stick your hand out because there's nothing there. You know. Yeah. And we were we were in this room. And the object was to get out somehow. And we were trying, of course, you know, we've got this guy playing the piano and we're, we're talking to this guy. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a very well-read, very well-bred person. He's just playing this harpsichord and chatting with us and offering us tea and things like that. And then we, part of it was we were made aware that every sort of minute in here was like an hour out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you stayed there long enough, you eventually when you were released you just died because you were like 150 years old oh wow like. yeah so that that was the, the the urgency to get out and we just could not figure out how to get out and um the long story short is this was a this was a pocket realm from ravenloft that he picked up and used and it was the harpsichord the harpsichord was evil 
And the guy playing the harpsichord and the music was creating, you know, the, the realm or sustaining the realm. Mm-hmm. So you had mm-hmm. to destroy the harpsichord and we, and we didn't get to that point. We got to, I think, within one or two hit points of destroying the harpsichord. We, oh, never, wow. actually, we never actually did it. We found another way out. There was another way out. But, um, yeah, the, 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 I think where I'm going with this is, you know, realm laws could be anything. But the beauty of a realm lord is um, Strahd, even if you kill him, even though he's already undead, you know, but mm-hmm. even if you properly kill him, within a week, he's back. Um, if you go back to the original Ravenloft campaign, he would, his soul, if you like, or lack of soul, his dark soul, would mm-hmm. um, inhabit the body of a local, possibly even a dead PC or a nearly dead PC, and then would slowly, over a period of about a week, transform back into the man himself. Oh, wow. Uh, he, would, he would have all his former memories, and um, he'd march your card. So that was another thing that, you, you know, the bad guy was undefeatable in mm. a sense. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that adds adds to the level of despair, if you like. I was going to say, that that is such a, like, even even if they quote-unquote win, they've still not won. That is such a, like, an yeah. evil, like, Machiavellian level of, yeah, despair yeah. is the, the best word for it. Mm. We were just like, oh, this is that absolutely what they go, what I love about it is that they're going for a theme and it is, they're all in, they've jumped all into that theme, like, uh-huh. of that depression, despair, bleakness of, like, there's no future. Mm. It permeates everything from the ground that they walk on interactions with npcs all the way up to the big mechanical crunchy boss fight at the end that's very Mm -hmm. gamey is like even that feeds into the the theme yeah the the whole thing is is circular you know it it, it's it's there and then it goes back to the question is it a prison for bad guys for evil thing has some good entity created this just to Mm. lock these people away or is it created by their own despair if you if you read if you read strad's backstory it's it's a tragic love story mm. it's a classical tragical love story but you know is he creating you know his own despair is he you know is he a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. and the same with the other realms and that's uh that, that's just so different i mean there's some there's i mean i'm a pc gamer and a console gamer as well and there are a few games out there where you can't actually win the object mm-hmm. is just to survive and they're just so addictive so addictive because you, you can't win we've got to do is survive and that's kind of where ravenloft is you, you, you know you don't just ride off into the sunset with um mm-hmm. you know trumpets blaring and flags waving <laughs> with, with with the pot of gold and the and, yeah. and the and the you know the treasure <laughs> the treasure or whatever on your arm you, you don't do that it's like wow we survived we got out of that one we chalk that down to experience you know and then of course then you've got the whole mist thing whereby you you know i i the original one was the mists mm-hmm. that you, you couldn't escape and and i did that to great effect but the, the trouble is then whenever Whenever I was DMing and the party saw even this, the sniff of fog or mist, or anything yeah. like they, they just run the opposite direction, so <laughs> just not going anywhere near it. So I invented different ways to get you into Ravenloft. I mean, you did that in the game we played, mm-hmm. which was the logging camp, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that myself and I've run it three or four times and it's always gone in different ways. You had, you had the werewolf, which you so rightly you know, predicted yeah by, by the way your role playing with um ian yeah was brilliant i loved it thank you uh, it was really, you got you dropped into character just bang like, <laughs> five minutes you were there and and it's like and all of a sudden you've got principles and it's like wow this is great <laughs> i'm gonna go with this you know you're having arguments about personality differences you know <laughs> fantastic so it's really good I thank you that. um but you know you you where you where you were within that i mean again spoiler alert i'm I'm hopefully going to write this up properly or i'm trying to write it up properly and maybe put it through drive-through i don't know yeah uh where you were within the logging camp was was real if you like yeah but a short distance away you know you you didn't pick up on it mm-hmm. but you were surrounded by woods but the trees were different right 
and you didn't you didn't actually pick up that i mean the game that's the mechanical you know perception mm-hmm. roles or survival roles something like that but you didn't pick up on it and it's subtle it's really subtle but it's this it's you know ravenloft as as a realm as 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 a plane of existence again going right back to the original it used to seep in between the cracks of your reality yeah um they even they even brought out um a box set called nightmare lands um <laughs> sounds had, pleasant uh, <laughs> yeah it was it was deadly um and the the main protagonist in there well, i can't remember but he was basically a nightmare lord mm-hmm. and he used to feed off of nightmares and bad dreams of the real world but his plane of existence would would exist within you know your your rem sleep if you like yes yeah. that's, that's and that, and um, what it was was it was depicted as little bubbles so it was like a beach scene but all these little glass bubbles and then you could look into and see people's dreams and he used he used to psychically feed off it mm-hmm. and whatever you and that, that was again that I, it, it was one of those box sets that they brought out i think just because they could i've still got them somewhere but again that's part of it it just it just permeates everything so the whole thing is cyclical yeah with what you were playing right at the end um i don't know if you picked up on it i hope you did that you'd actually transported yes, you were actually yeah, yeah. in ravenloft and the guy yep. you met yeah 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 was the main guy yep but i think um i think you were a paladin uh, i i was the rogue i think uh who i think died and then the pat my ian was yes. playing the pally who yeah carried me out to safety that's right well body out at least uh <laughs> see now see that's another aspect of it you know some might argue so well, why did you let the character die you know why would you let the character die but okay mechanically you failed your saves yeah but it adds depth huge amounts of depth to 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 an ongoing campaign that you've you've lost this companion Mm-hmm. yeah i'm I'm loyal to the story i'm happy if, if that's if that's how it happens and that's how it happens i'd rather the story be you know genuine than there being Ooh. any any like fluffs around it that's i'm true love loyal to the story as i like to put it so and it, and it also gave the paladin ian's character a big huge like epic moment where he's like in the snow holding his, his the dead yeah. body of his friend and being you know shouting yes. to the to the sky you know That's it's, cl- it. it's yeah. classic you can't you can't yeah. see it yeah a little blood trail that you yeah know, the whole the whole you know crescendo music from monicone or whoever at the end yeah, of it. yeah and that and that and I, I use that a lot to build to build passion and to build to reinforce enemies within the game mm-hmm. because it, it, I, I found it time and time again where I, I I do a little bit of that, you know, maybe a character dies or gets badly injured or, you know, on a more adult theme, I've had sacrifices, mm-hmm. often not of adults. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and you, you have to be careful with that, obviously, but, you know, and it brings it in and it's, it's just like a massive magnetizing thing to the party and and one or two characters will often pick up on that and then all of a sudden wow they've got some drive they've really got some push you know mm-hmm. and then it's they, they're getting into it and i th- and then you're into the whole immersion thing and i think with ravenloft you have to have that buy-in you know it's one shots are okay but they tend they they don't tend to be as much fun as as playing a, a you know a, a darker campaign if you like yeah yeah the whole thing the whole thing just feeds off itself or can feed off itself as mm-hmm. you found out <laughs> yes one of my a dm from my other game that i play in um i know he dms another game that i don't play in which is in ravenloft or shadowfell at least and he is very much reveling in actually he's he is i think he's torn if he's been honest with himself because on the one hand he's reveling in that oppressive bleakness and throwing yeah. you know exotic strong creatures at his enemies but then on the other hand he's like oh they might die like all the time like this i've got to be super careful otherwise they're just gonna... <laughs> or yeah, and so yeah. do they uh so like the stress is just it, it, like good i mean in a good way like the good stress of both of them is both the players and the dms is increased because it's that we've actually got to really try to survive here it's now not just yeah. a walk in the park like you're walking through the forest you 
survival check you find berries you eat well there's a stream moving on it's like no no streams <laughs> no berries no no, no. Um, and you can use things like exhaustion levels to great effect mm. to that and and because it all it all fits it all adds in and and i i say to people with the ravenloft um sometimes they say well if it's ravenloft we're not going <laughs> but i say you know running away is an option Mm-hmm. It is a, it is a genuine option. It is okay to run screaming in the opposite direction if you feel that what you're up against is quite bad. Mm. And I think that that addresses a lot of the um, the powerful characters game. You can get bogged down in the mechanics of it, you know. And you've probably had a podcast based around this. You know, if you start to stick to the to the mechanics, the player's always going to win. You just yeah. win because the the odds are stacked. In their favour, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you bring in that 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 mysterious storytelling aspect, that horror aspect, that you know that dark aspect, um, it it sort of evens it up. And as as a DM, I've had so much fun with it, so so much fun. You know, I've had the same party that I spanked with the hags ended up at um, okay, spoiler alert, the Amber Temple, which I don't know if you know that. Um, so the Amber Temple, without giving too much away, is this ancient cathedral-like building in the side of a mountain that, that is made out of amber. Oh, wow. So it's building blocks. So it's very impressive. Yeah. What's even more impressive, that's what's imprisoned there are ancient, evil, dark gods that have actually been imprisoned doesn't actually really go into how they got imprisoned but you've got these little cells and it's like yeah that's that's a really nasty bad guy in there and he's imprisoned and um you so you've got to be careful and there's there's lots of you know monsters around and the same party that came in that were very blasé and what have mm-hmm. you i i just i just twisted the story i twisted a monster a little bit one of my players got upset because they're not supposed to do that and i said well the trouble is you're just going to walk through everything mm-hmm. and i explained it to him and he said no that's fine i'm, I'm happy with that and um i had them actually i sort of like this 10th level party who are very powerful and as a team you know i've been playing with these guys 15 18 years and as as a team we work really really well we all have our own different roles yeah you know so we can we can take on a lot and i had them either sneaking about or running for cover in this temple and that is just priceless you've got 10th level characters 10th level mages hitching mm. up their their robes and <laughs> running hell for leather because they're being shot at by something they can't see or yeah. you know, and what have you and then you've and you've got you know the the frontline fighters going that i'm not going in there you yeah. know um and and that's and and as a dm that's 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 beautiful that's priceless because and you can have this standoff with them for mm. for hours and 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 it makes them think and at the end of it i'm you know not trying to blow my own trumpet or anything like that but at the end of it they say god that was awesome Mm -hmm. i've never had a game like that it's awesome and they still talk about it and Mm -hmm. this was i don't know four or five years ago wow yeah it it, it's it's that impact and being allowed to do that Mm -hmm. yeah I, i love those moments where there's that cascading Shall we run? Are we running? We're we running now. Okay, everyone, everyone, run, yeah. run, run, yeah. run, 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 run. <laughs> are, we, are we going? Yeah, that, that is starting from one person being like, "Is this is this time to run?" To then so rapidly cascade into like, yeah, everyone's dashing, dash, 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 run, 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 run. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are those are classic moments. As I said earlier on, this like, Castrad and stuff is uh, never played in it pro- properly. Played in Ebron before. I've run Ebron adjacent things in my homebrew campaign. Uh, obviously, kind of forgotten realmsy, you know, traditional fantasy stuff. I'm very familiar with. Yeah, but yeah, Barovia and that I, I i have the least experience with and everyone keeps telling me it's great and i've also got this reverence for it now that i, <laughs> I almost don't want to read it just in case it spoils it for me you know uh <laughs> but one one question i had then all the way back in, in previous episodes of we've what was it like law 
I think maybe one in geography and stuff where the guests have educated me on where things sit in the world and how the history of the forgotten realms and stuff has, has happened. Yeah. Cause that's a, a weakness of mine. Um, very much not into the, not read any books or fiction or anything. It's all very much, let me, let me get my Lego blocks and create my own world. So how does, where does Ravenloft end and the Shadowfell begin or where does Barovia end and Ravenloft begin? Like wh- how, how are these three Shadowfell, Barovia and Ravenloft, how are those three things fit together? Wow. Do you know what? I don't really know. Um, because I, like you, I've never read any of the books. You know, the whole Lord Soth series right, yeah. that they did. Uh, that's another great, uh, that's a Death Knight. Uh, oh, wow. Create, yeah, English Death Knight. They are awesome. They're absolutely. You just If you do see one of them, just talk nicely to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, where does it start? Where does it end? See, I'm very much, I'm going back. Yes. To, I, I, I prefer the older style. I I'm not a I'm not a fan of things where that stops, that starts, mm-hmm. and it's clean cut. I'm not yep. the whole purpose to me of Ravenloft and its whole genre, if you like, if that's the right word, is that it can be anywhere and everywhere. Mm. And and it's this it's this thing that's growing. Um and, and it wants more. It wants more. I mean the I think it was third I think it was third edition or three point five where they first started to coalesce it a little bit more and give it some mm. some geography. Some f- physicality, yeah. Yeah, physicality is a good word. Um, and they, they had this great cataclysm, it was called the great cataclysm, where various things, you know, happened and, and you know, this realm disappeared and that realm became, you know, it came mm-hmm. into being and, and whatever. And then there's things like if you go, again, you go back to second edition, there was a compartment complete box set on the islands of terror the island of terror and there's 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 a whole archipelago of 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 these islands that are all just little dotted realms you know with with different themes there's you know there's there's a swamp theme there's there's a prehistoric jungles of chalk yeah theme, yeah you know um and and there's it's always been as far as i'm concerned it's always been everywhere the fact that they've attached it to the Shadowfell now and it's part of the Shadowfell, mm. I'm not quite sure why they did. They probably probably just to give it some physicality or tangibility yeah. or, or you know, I mean, who knows where they go with these things. But mm. I, I see it as everywhere. I don't, yeah. I don't see it as a singular place. It's 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 a plane of existence. But where that plane of existence is, uh, yeah, yeah, who knows? I think who one knows? thing, <laughs> one thing that, that I think, obviously i'm familiar with fifth edition is that it is very from what i've understand and what i've read it's very compartmentalized so that like to get to another yeah. plane of existence it's like a whole bloody sixth level spell and you blink and then you're there and it is that hard cut and i i know that there are gates or portal you know that exist on the material mm. plane where it's kind of you can kind of walk through it and it seeps it seeps through and affects like three miles around it yes but even still that's very static it's like a place you go there and that is the portal to the yes. plane of fire because it's in a volcano what a surprise uh that's surrounded mm-hmm. by fire and lava okie dokie i can't think of a better place for an entry to the portal to the plane of fire but i there is something very much to be said about that i, I love the idea of this the pervasive threat and oppressiveness of ravenloft not only in ravenloft but it's this ever overarching threat even on the material plane like mm-hmm. anywhere we go we could go into someone's basement and just because of what's happened there that I've like every that. every step yeah. is a threat to I've done being that. in yeah. this miserable place <laughs> mm. yeah it's and it's it's you know and and quite often you, you can read it as you are drawn there mm. you know particularly particularly if you've got a paladin in the party and i'm going to say this anyway if you've got a paladin in ravenloft it's like having a big orange flashing beacon on your head. <laughs> it's just like everybody knows who you are and well the bad guys do and and again go right back to the if a paladin entered the realm Strahd would immediately know where they were and always know where they are wow because because your ultimate good he's ultimate bad so you've got this yin and yang and and his his minions his spies as well report back to him the crows the wolves mm. You know, they all report back to him. So, you know, you you can be you can be. I've had I've had parties drawn into Ravenloft on 
on false invitations, just literally so he can play. You know, and and they've been on the they've been on the prime material plan. I'll just bring him in. And do, you know, do you know what players don't seem to mind? Mm-hmm. They just don't. They they can kind of see it coming. They kind of know. You know. Okay, we're playing Ravenloft. I've got the Ravenloft screen up. <laughs> you know, giveaway. <laughs> Big neon sign. Ravenloft <laughs> yeah. behind you. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah don't look behind. And they know. They kind of know it's coming. The fun. The fun I have, and the fun they have, is 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 building that subtlety into it. So it's mm. not. It's not blindingly obvious. And and and, and like I said, that that pervasiveness is. You're not safe. You are not safe. Mm. And. Again, that's that's part of what I like about it. I mean, maybe that's just why I, how I play. But you know, other other planes are very much there. You know, Eberron is very much there. I mean, there is a there is or was an add-on where you could add a couple of Ravenloft esque area to Eberron. There was this crossover. They did this crossover oh, okay. because Ravenloft is so huge. It's a, it's a thing on its own. It's got its own yeah. entity, and they they've done that. And they they did a Victorian style called the mask of the red death which was 1910 1920s 1890s mm-hmm. you know yeah. within that sort of time frame and it was and it was it was gothic horror you know so there's that whole you know it's it's spawned sorry such diversity across all of of, of the planes so to me it is everywhere because it mm-hmm. is everywhere mm-hmm. you know and and that's that's the fun of it that is <laughs> that is the fun of it. It's just as a, as I said, as a DM, you can have so so much fun. I've I've TPK parties, you know, on a whim, um, not on a whim, but you know, I've got them to a place where they they are absolutely backed into a corner, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got this this big bad vampire, and he is a vampire, yeah, you know, and and he's just he's just playing with them and toys with them and things like that it's there is a lot of humor in there as well you know um, i've there there is a there's a bit in in strad where he he sends or he can send his coach and four horses down to the party and basically invites them up for dinner mm-hmm. and i've done that and i've i've had the party climbing the coach and go and have dinner with the man you know and, and come away and 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 i've had a party that refused to get in the coach you know, and that that was that was an interesting one, and it's just like, okay, well, how do I do with this? You know, and they just literally <laughs> refused to get in the coach. And then I heard the story of it's, it's another party. Um, the coach was sent to them, so they probably killed all the horses and ate them for lunch, <laughs> <laughs> just to annoy the guy. You know, and uh, it, you you can have a lot of fun with it. It's it's, it's very flexible, uh-huh. very very flexible. Uh, yeah, I just I, that's the problem with doing this bloody show is that I come away every time with like. Oh, I gotta, I gotta add another six months to my campaign because I want to do all this extra new stuff now that I've. <laughs> that I'm well, you, don't, you don't, you don't have to do six months. You can, you can do a couple of sessions. I mean, I, I've, I've used it. I mean, a good friend of mine, Simon, who was also at the Fabersham. Oh yeah, he was running. Um, he, uh, I think he was running Coriolis, which is a sci-fi game. Mm-hmm. And um, we've double DM'd. We swapped DMs, and and he's literally brought his ongoing campaign to a pause you know work gets in the way as, as mm-hmm. you know you know often the higher up the food chain you are the more demands they they place on you indeed you, you know um so he said look I've, John, I've got to back away for you know can we can you take over for three months and, and we've transitioned across and it's literally gone into a basement as you said and you know you come out and it's like hang on this is this isn't kansas anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> where the hell are we and then you, you drop it on them and they're like and then the penny drops and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, uh, so, yeah, is this, is this what I think it is? Or I don't know what I think it is. <laughs> you know, and then you can do that and then you can just drop people back. And so you don't necessarily have to do a six-month campaign. Is I do, one thing that does does a little irritate me is the Curse of Strahd is, is the latest incarnation. Yeah. But there's um, House of Strahd was another big one. Expedition to Castle Ravenloft, I think, was was the first campaign okay based around Ravenloft and and as you know campaign books are they're thick books and you know there's there's six nine twelve eighteen months worth of play within that 
And you quite often get people saying, I'm just going to run this. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You just, you need, you've, you've got that richness and that history and to make mm. it, to make it worthwhile, you need to, you need to sort of study that a bit and get into it. Yeah. Drop in and out. I mean, the original game was you went into the mists, you couldn't get out, you defeated the bad guy, you got out of the mists, it would release you because the realm lords control the borders. Mm-hmm. So Strahd himself controls the mist that doesn't allow you out. So once he's, you know, dead, temporarily dead, the mist dissipate, you can walk back out of Ravenloft. That that was the whole initial idea, going in and coming out which kind of works for, for shorter campaigns, and you can do that in a subtle way. If you, again, if you find these, these portals, these mystical portals, um, mm-hmm. you, can, you can cross over. So you, you, can, you can drop an in and out of it as you see fit. Just to run it cold as a campaign, it's kind of lost. Mm. It's kind of, you know, you're paying, what, 30, 40 pounds for a book, or what, sort of 45, 50 dollars for the States. You know, that's, yeah. that's a chunk of money. It's a chunk of money, and there's a lot of prep time there. You know, yeah. it's just dabble with it, just play with it, just do what you want with it. You don't mm-hmm. have to run the campaign. There's there's plenty of bits out there, and there's plenty of source material that you can draw on just to do that. And you know, for people that like home brewing, um, you can you can make your own role. You can put anybody else in there. You know, I have got a character that is in Ravenloft one of my players and she is there he, he wanted to retire the character mm-hmm. and um we we did the, and there was a big fight at the amber temple right at the very end yeah and he he said i'm going to retire livy i'm going to retire my character and 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 she is now part of his domain and she's trying to work out or he's trying to work out is he a bad guy is she a bad guy because she wasn't exactly you know an angel in mm-hmm. what she did or is she the good guy? And you know, and and we've got this ongoing one to one that we pick up every now and then. You know, we'll have a three or four hour session, just the pair of us, and it's pretty much pure role playing about what she's doing, why she's there, what does she want to do? You know, this is what's going on, and and you're building this backstory, and eventually we are going to get to a point where it's just going to be a one on one, and it's it's going to be another boss fight. Yep, that's what we're building to, and that's just pure Ragnarok. You know, that's just purely off the back of that. That's the power of it. Mm-hmm. That is the power of it. It's 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 huge. It's absolutely huge. Mm. But you can, it's so versatile. You can, you know, the things with Faerun and, you know, the Forgotten Realms and Eberron, there's quite a lot of set things. I mean, particularly with Eberron, you've, there's a lot of the different houses, the politics. Yes. I don't really do politics. None of my characters do politics, really, which is, you know, strange. Um, and I, I get I get bogged down in all that, you know, this yeah. house doesn't like that house because of this house Kunderak and yeah, you know, does it. Yeah. And there's you've got a lot of you know, you would you would do as house Kunderak, you would do this, you know. Yes. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's 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 not rigid, but it's it's fairly linear in some aspects. Whereas Ravenloft is is just you know, it's just a complete free for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that reminded me of um Talking different houses, conflicts with each other. I'm I'm currently preparing an underdark area for one of the remaining chapters in my homebrew campaign, and they're going to go to like the Drow city. Yeah, and I've made a bunch of ha- like five houses in there that each specialize in like a different form of you know ones like just Warcraft, ones like assassination, ones like poison craft, another house is torture. But the simplest thing was they all just they all hate each other. So they're always fighting. Yes, the, the Drow society is mm-hmm. you know historically they're always trying to murder and assassinate each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was actually quite refreshingly simple because it was like I actually don't need any politics because they all share the same politics of we want to kill each other, <laughs> and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. simple. <laughs> There's yeah. no don't have to remember. And then throw your characters in there. And they all got to they've got to negotiate between the houses. Yes, yes. Something I haven't got the finer details, but yes, I'm looking forward to uh, showing them each different house and all its grotesque glory. There. One thing I wanted to talk. I'd like we're going off piece because I want to get your thoughts on something but my mm. one of my players is a warlock and his patron is the raven queen again mm-hmm. very much showing my ignorance here in terms of like how it all fits together i've just kind of like get it off the forgotten realms wiki and take that as gospel half the time um how does do you, have you got any familiarity with her 
with the Raven Queen and how they fit into. I feel like they're cut. Maybe I'm getting like my Shadow Fell. Maybe she's like more Shadow Fell. And when they've brought it all together, there's now the streams have crossed and they're all kind of similar. I'm not sure. Have you got any thoughts there? Yeah. I'll say this is really interesting because the character I was talking about, Livy, is a warlock mm -hmm. whose patron is the Raven Queen. <laughs> so it's exactly what you're talking about. Now, Livy's backstory is that she no longer wants to serve the Raven Queen. Mm -hmm. So this is how I dealt with that. If, if I te tell you how I dealt with it, it might give you an insight of what I think. So the Raven Queen, when, when, you're, in, when you're in Ravenloft, there is a school of thought. And I use this, and I use it mechanically on a dice roll. Because of the evil nature of the realm, if you like, if you do something nasty, quite often it can be magnified. So you might cast a spell like Toll the Dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lovely spell, very simple. But I, I, I ran this in the game, and, and this will bring you around to the Raven Queen as well, so keep me on track. I told you <laughs> I, I, I can go off piece sometimes myself. Um, so they would cast Toll the Dead. Because of the nature of the spell and what it was doing, I would roll a dice, and I gave it something like a 20% chance. If I rolled under 20%, it was actually more effective. Did more damage, slightly more damage. You know, not game changing, but enough. But the, the toll of the bell yeah. was a much louder. The drawback on that was it it attracts whatever wants to listen to it or hears mm. it. So mm -hmm. so that was that. So that was that was a that was a little mechanic that I dropped in. Livy's background is she no longer wants to serve the Raven Queen and wants she she wants out, basically. But as you know. She's made a pact, you know, pack sword and all the yeah, rest of yeah. it. Yeah. So the whole thing is 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 very entwined and it's very, very difficult to get away. But she's on she's on Barovia. She's in Ravenloft. So you've got, okay, yes, there's the Shadowfell there, you know, and you've got Barovia there, and you've got the Raven Queen over here, but then you've got somebody like Strahd going, hang on a minute, this is my backyard. And part of it was we had another character who was a half-orc barbarian, played by another friend of mine, who didn't get on with Livy. You know, there wasn't a lot of animosity there, but he didn't always agree with some of her methods, as mm -hmm. like that. And he got quite annoyed towards the end with her, because he, he, he um, again, is uh, another powerful player, and and as as you, it's true to his his story he's true to his background and i love that in a game he just as i said you and ian you just dropped into these these <laughs> two characters that, and it was it was fantastic there was there was there was yeah, it was game on from the very first minute yep. and he's 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 very true to himself livy's obviously true to herself and i gave her an out i gave him an out for a character and say right you you can disassociate yourself because i had these voices in his head and it was actually the land talking to him it was wow. it was it was the realm talking to him because the realm could see that there was potential here for another patron there was another another convert to mm -hmm. to to my cause and um i gave him an out and he took it and then the raven queen then approached the barbarian and said do you want vengeance? And he kind of went, yeah. Well, this is my problem. You see, and, and, and you know, I've been spurned by Livy, who no longer wants me. Yes. And you don't do that to me because I'm the Raven Queen. Yep. And, and how about, do you, want some, do you want some vengeance? Do you want to be my champion? Do you want to be her nemesis? And of course he's gone, absolutely. Bang. And it was just like, I've, I've sucked him in. Yeah, and he's now in league with the Raven Queen. Livy is is no longer there, so has you know the Pack Sword and you know, various powers have gone. But then she's been rewarded by the land, and has now her own little pocket dimension, if you like, within Ravenloft, protected from the Raven Queen. Oh. Then there's this overarching. Now all of a sudden, it's the Raven Queen's 
got the arse with Strad on the <laughs> land and yeah. vice versa. So you've got this, you've you've taken it up a notch and you've got 10th level characters that are now, you know, arch enemies. And that's that's great because there was some sparking going on and there was some fantastic role playing in mm. around the table, brilliant role playing around the table. And then you've you've got up that level. It's it's like, you know, the two battle cruisers are now engaging <laughs> yeah. themselves above your planet and 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 it's all kicking off in space sort of thing and and that that feeds down to the two and you you i think you just almost take it away take it away from the players as a choice mm. where you give them a couple of choices and see which way they go and they absolutely took it and it was um it was it was brilliant it was brilliant because you know yes it's the shadowfell yes it's the raven queen but the way I interpreted it was, it's it's still separate from it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 in a way. I mean, it, I'm reassured that I'm basically on the right tracks as it is anyway, um, <laughs> which is which is the most important thing I was after. Uh, they may well end up going, uh, they, they have a uh, cubic gate, so a cube that one of the, each side takes you to a different plane of existence. Um, yeah. Again, one reason why I was like, I just want you to go to these cool places without having to faff around. Yeah. yeah. And one of those is the the Shadowfell, which he knows the Raven Queen is probably there. So they might go there at some point. And if I could throw in some of this uh, historical lore of Ravenloft style while they're there, like it's already going to be mauve and purple and oppressive and there's ravens everywhere and everyone's, everyone's sad. But if I could throw in this other like, oh, and also there's vampires. Oh, and we like, I've not mentioned Strata them once. They know I've never read the books or touched it. So I think yeah. if I if I was like, when they teleport in, if they appeared like in his court, then they'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, we forgot he lives here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this complicates matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then you you know you could you could you could have an uneasy alliance with him mm. if, if there's a problem with the Raven Queen, you know, or, or she's overstepping. I mean, who knows? Who knows what they do? You know, when they they're at that level, they they're powerful, powerful beings, entities, creatures, and they they still squabble. Yeah, themselves. You know, it's it's like the it's like the ancient dragons. You know, you a gold, you get a gold one, you get a red one. They, you know, they're gonna have words. <laughs> you know, these huge, huge ancient creatures are gonna start kicking off above your head, and yeah. You know, so you can you can use that absolutely. You, again, it's it's so flexible. You can you can do what you want with it, and as a DM, you can have such such great mm. fun with it. Mm -hmm. Such great fun with it. Yes, I'll have to tell them not to listen to this episode because uh, that's uh... <laughs> well. You don't you don't have to tell them there is. They don't have to appear there. They could appear, <laughs> he could appear in his court. He could appear in his dungeons. They could appear yeah. somewhere, and you just you just have him turn up. This this you know however way you want him. This tall, mm. devilishly handsome man, very well dressed, very well spoken, very well read. You know, in a black cape with a blood red lining. And, you know, and, and it'll go over their heads of some of them, I suspect, and others mm -hmm. will go, is that who we think it is? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's another there's another dimension. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Um, is there anything you want us to talk about that we haven't hit yet or not quite got to? Oh, God. Um, I don't Loaded know. I talk quite, yeah, I talk quite <laughs> a lot, don't I? So, um, I don't know. It's just a... I don't know. I think I think the overarching thing is is Ravenloft is great. <laughs> that's it. That's all you have to say. That's the end of uh, the yeah, episode. That's, <laughs> that's it. Done. Um, any any new DMs out there and whatever, and that goes back to what I said earlier. If you want to run Curse of Strahd straight off the bat, particularly if you've got new players, don't do it. Don't do it. Just come away, step away from it. Learn a little bit more. Learn the, the art of storytelling, and come back to it or, or drop in and out. You, it's perfectly acceptable to drop in and out of a campaign. You, you don't have to do it back to back, end to end. You can you can just drop in and try it. And, and Ravenloft, use it. Use it for, you can experiment with it. If you want to homebrew it, you can absolutely homebrew it. You can, you can do your own thing. You mm -hmm. can do your own monsters. You can do your own realms. You can do your own spells if that's what you're into. Um, it doesn't, it's, personally, it's not one of my things. Um, but yeah, it's just take it easy with it and just, you know, and then when you're ready, just go into it. But go into it feet first. You have to go all the way in. You have mm. to build that tension. You have to build that atmosphere. You have to build that sense of 
danger, which is, I mean, kind of what I did with you and Ian at the end. Did you notice when you were coming out of the temple, I made you roll repeated deck yeah. rolls and things like that, but very I remember, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you, yeah. how did you feel about that? Well, sad because my guy died, but that's the, <laughs> that's the nature <laughs> of the beast. But no, I mean, absolutely. Like it's not often players are forced to like, sometimes I'll do it. I'll be like, make a call now or i'm making it for you doesn't happen mm. that often and i think it is actually quite a powerful tool to compress that and do a lot in a, in a short space of time because it's doubling mm. down as you just said like i'm really nailing that like we're in a hurry here it's not just one check i'm asking you to do quickly everything you're doing now is yeah. a critically important and b you yeah. ha have no time to, <laughs> to think no about time it. to think yeah you've got no time to think that that, that gets people going because they start doing things naturally yes you know, and and it, it all of a sudden, it, oh, hang on, I didn't expect that, and it's, mm. and it's great for the end. Somebody starts doing something you don't expect. It's like, oh well, I'm gonna get, and that's character building, I think they call it, <laughs> <laughs> in the opposite direction. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I, I get passionate about it, as you can tell, and I, I get really serious about it, and and I I love running it, and and I love the law behind it, and I would just say, read some of the older stuff you know some of the second edition stuff the van richten's guides yes yeah. you know a lot of the stats won't make a lot of sense because it's all converted now but the story the law the history the reasoning you know if you actually read strad's backstory in his history the guy's two thousand years old mm. give or take he's he's a patriarchal ancient patriarchal vampire it's very very powerful but the history behind it was that somebody once said well if you're so powerful why isn't there more of them and it's a simple it, it, again i'm not going to spoil it you read the history on it and a lot of them go insane because if if you you know you, we often say that when somebody gets to maybe 70 or 80 years mm. old they've had in, they've had enough yeah you imagine that at 1500 years old yeah and you've seen stuff and you've done stuff and you know, you've seen loved ones come and go multiple times and possibly children grow up and mm. not not be around anymore and whatever. And it mentally it will affect you. And the whole thing that they, they go insane and take their own lives, if you like, it's really powerful. And then all of, all of a sudden they, they become something. You know, it's not just a, a, a bunch of stats. Yes. Um, it's, it's all of a sudden, ah, oh, this guy's got, wow, you know, Wow, this is who he is. This is this is why, and he takes on a personality, and that's the same for the uh, for all of the realm lords. There's there's often backstories, tragic backstories as to why they are where they they are, and just just absorb. I, th I would say if you're going to run Ravenloft, absorb some of that, absorb mm -hmm. some of that, and and use that and play play him, her, it, whatever it happens to be, as 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 you would a player. Mm. as you would a player and then and then and i think you'll gain a lot more from it there's a lot to be gained from it and i think people just skip the surface and, and i think mm. they just need to dive in a little deeper and and take it on board much the same as you would with something like eberron mm -hmm. or the drow city yeah the different factions you've obviously thought about that you've gone into that and then there's a reasoning behind that you've i would like to say that you've probably got key key figures Mm -hmm. in each house mm -hmm. and, and yep. rough and you've got it mapped out in your brain mm -hmm. same same with ravenloft just absorb it and, and and work with it and then you you will get 10 times the enjoyment out of it mm. well thank you that's fantastic advice to to bring out the show yeah so all that's left to say is thank you ever so much john for joining us today as i said earlier your 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 passion is infectious and i've i entered this <laughs> i entered this episode with very little appreciation and understanding of ravenloft and i've come out now planning it into my campaign so that's a success <laughs> i think it's <laughs> accomplished indeed indeed my work here is done no, and, and, and i apologize if i spoke too much but like i said I'm, Not at I'm, all. I'm, a, I'm a passionate person so and we'll, we'll talk some more about project management somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes thank you to everybody for listening at home as usual find me at thinkingcritically.co.uk uh yeah otherwise thank you all for listening and good night now it's time for the patreon shout outs 
Huge thank you to all my patrons, starting with Josh, Lewinika and Glenn, the three fabulous hosts of Tabletop Journeys who've been on the show several times before and who I'll always invite back. So go check out Tabletop Journeys at ttjourneys.com or at ttjourneys on Twitter. We also have Joe from the Fourth Leg podcast, a podcast all about giving DMs another leg to stand on. Again, previous guests of the show, and I'd thoroughly encourage you to go and check out their great content. So you can find them at the Fourth Leg on Twitter. We also have a good friend of the show, Optional Rule. You can go and find him out on optionalrule.com or at Optional Rule, full of very insightful and educated comments and thoughts and threads on the really nitty gritty of D&D. We have, what a guy, Matthew Perkins, who is just out there in the world trying to make you laugh. So go and check him out at matthewperkins.net or at hey, it's Matty P, M-A-T-T-Y-P. And good friend of the show and one of my table mates, Matthew Street. Go and check out his partner's hustle at virtualtimehustle.com or at mpstreet88 on Twitter.